Coming to you live from the bottom of an Utapaz sinkhole, this is the Tactics Opinions Podcast, and this is your host, Grievous. Today, um, this is my first podcast that I have ever done, and as such, expect, um, hiccups and lots of ums along the way, but anyway, um, today's podcast will debut the two premier segments. The slightly, um, sillier, not nearly as important, and not a tactics-related segment. And, um, the occasional segment. It'll be a segment, but it's not gonna be every week. And, um, the two segments, we're gonna start off with, um, a, uh, what I think on the Wicked vs. Jedi Knight debate. Um, Wicked came out in Series 4, and, um, the Jedi Knight was, the 10 Jedi Knight team was known as, perhaps, the best team out there, but, um, uh, Wicked is challenging for that throne, and, uh, let's see, then we're going to do a single figure review, which is another weekly segment along with the main discussion, and, um, that review will be of the recently released gold-based Darth Vader, he came in the, uh, Intergalactic Showdown pack, or Battle Packer, I don't know the exact name, but you all know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm gonna review him. I figured we should start off with a big figure for the, uh, first, first show. And then I will go on to the, um, the occasional segment, which, um, the only reason I'm doing occasionally is eventually, I'll, I'll run out within a couple months, within, like, ten shows. And so I need to, um, draw this out. And that is my team review. And, um, keeping with the, uh, theme with using Darth Vader as my, Darth Vader as my main, uh, as my first single figure review, my first team review will have a team based around Darth Vader, and that is my Imperial March team. And then, I think I'll wrap things up with the uh, get to know your podcaster segment, where I will just babble on for a little bit, probably two minutes about myself. I'll throw it, um, probably even less than two minutes. It'll probably just be a couple little quick random factoids. Um, I'll do important things like my favorite tastes in music, favorite television shows, and I will do um, less important things, such as uh, the color of the chair I'm currently sitting on, which, by the way, is sort of an um, orangish-brown. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that is going to be our first, the lineup for our first show. I'm sure to get sidetracked somewhere and go on into a rant or ramble on. Who knows, maybe, maybe I'll, I don't know, discover some amazing team, uh, theory in the middle of the show, and just, like, click, and I'll tell everybody. Um, anyways, we, um, we'll start with the, uh, main discussion, and that is Wicket versus the Jedi Knight. Um, the Jedi Knight came out in Series 2, everyone should know that, and everyone should at least have one of these figures or at least two, because they really are one of the best figures. Um, Yoda Breaker, oh, okay, I forgot something. Yoda Breaker of the Forums, uh, came up with one of the best teams, because he is a really good striker, and that is Ten Jedi Knights. Now, I mentioned the Forums just a minute ago. I wanted to throw this in in the beginning, but I'll get it done now. Um, uh, there are two run by the same place, a tactics web pages that you should go to as soon as you finish listening to this podcast. And that's a ta- www.tacticstactics.com is the first one. 
It is the best news site for tactics on the web. It is better than and much more often updated than the Hasbro webpage. And um, it's well run. It has figure guides where it lists every figure ever created. It has um, for both Star Wars and Transformers. And um, their percentages of activating, their rarities, etc. It also has news from the uh, Marvel front where. Uh, for the new Marvel and Tactics figures. You probably won't have known about this unless you were already there. So if you want to see pictures of these new Marvel comic book of Tactics figures, go on to attacticstactics.com. It has Transformers. And um, it's very well maintained. It is updated, you know, probably once a week. You know, whenever news breaks. Let's see, the last update was two weeks ago, I think, according to this. But yeah, uh, very good webpage. Second one page, there is the um, a Tactics Tactics forum. You can get there via a link on the a Tactics Tactics webpage. It's uh, right across the top. There's the search bar and new strategy customs. And right above all those, it says Hasbro, join forum, email, and rules FAQ. Go onto the forum. and um, Or, alternatively, you can go on to uh, it's uh, HTTP code slash slash a tactics .com. Um, this is perhaps one of the best message boards on the web. It is very well maintained. There are few, um, few to know, actually. I haven't seen a single one, um, flamers or any sort of misbehavior on this, um. It is perhaps one of the best, uh, best message boards out there it like I said it's very well moderated it's very has a very nice atmosphere very polite um, and uh, yeah it I recommend it to anyone with an internet connection and uh, if you sign up uh, just somehow let me know that uh, it was be via this podcast that you signed up and uh, so yeah I highly advise going there um, Anyways, back to the Wicked vs. Giant Eye discussion. Anyways, there is um, one forum member known as Yoda Breaker. He's a moderator and very well respected. He is a very, very neat guy and a very experienced player who um, who has made famous the 10 Jedi Knight team. Um, he is a, uh, I've never played Yoda Breaker but everything I've heard, he can launch figures via strikers all over the place. Um, he's an amazing player. And so, um, if I ever had the honor of playing him, then it would rock, but I doubt it would be anytime soon, because, uh, parents aren't much for meeting strangers over the internet. And, uh, I can completely understand that. I completely agree with them. Anyways, um, so... That team used to be known as the most unchallenged best team um, for people who can get their hands on the 10 Jedi Knights. Um, I can't. I only have four. I had five, but one of them is, was broken. And, um, yeah. Next is the, um, is the challenger to the throne of the best team ever. And that is Wicket. From uh, Series 4, he's a cute little Ewok. He's such a good little guy. He's like a little teddy bear who can kill you. Um, so, uh, he, uh, he's also a striker. He just whacks people over with this big stick of his. And um, he is uh, one of the only other 10-point strikers with uh, 
the Jedi and the two Grievous Bodyguards. Two Grievous Bodyguards absolutely suck. So, um, generally you don't see a ten Grievous Bodyguard team. And, uh, so it comes down to, uh, Wicket and, uh, the Jedi Knight in a battle for supremacy over the, um, the Atactics world, I guess. Isn't it sad that the little Ewok and some random Jedi Knight are the ones who are fighting over the, uh, Atactics world while, oh, the other one, the other ten-point figure that's way up there is Greedo, so, um, since this comes about Wicked vs. Jedi Knight, I'll stay out from Greedo, but, um, because he's a shooter, which means he's not nearly as good, but it's still a ten-point figure that could dominate a game. But anyways, um, it's very sad that these secondary characters are stronger than people like Darth Vader, or, um, Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan, Darth Maul. Um, all of them will fall to a team of little fluffy teddy bears, and, uh, just random Jedi Knights from the background. And, um, I really don't like that. I am not a big fan of this overpowering of secondary characters, such as Wicked and, um, Greedo, and, um, all the other characters like that. I can see the problem with that being the, uh, that they're ten points, you have to have a good ten-point figure in order to fill out teams, and so they sort of overpower themselves. But, uh, I'm still not very pleased with that. I don't like the fact that are supposed to just be throw-ins for your team are amazing figures when you just pair up ten of them. But, um, getting off subject here, Wicket versus the Jedi Knight. Anyways, um, Wicket, the main differences between the two are in the power and in the speed. In the, um, on the speed side of things, um, the Jedi Knight has the advantage. He has 10 speed compared to Wicket's 8. Two ticks doesn't make much of a difference when you're a shooter, but it makes a huge difference when you are using strikers. And as such, you should, um, you should probably hold back with, if you're playing Wicket's versus Jedi Knight and you're playing as Wicket's, you should probably hold back, wait for them to come to you, because if you just charge forward, they'll hit you in the first turn, or the next turn, or whatever. But, um, so, the Jedi Knight wins on the speed category. But, Wicket blows the Jedi Knight away on the power. Um, both of them have a low percentage power. Both of their powers only activate somewhere around 15% of the time. But with like a 10-point team, that means you can expect at least the power to go off once, maybe twice. If you're really lucky, they'll all go off, and then you just absolutely decimate the enemy. But um, anyways, Wicket wins on the power. Um, Jedi Knight has a uh, has attack back for one of your Jedi, which means you pretty much get two free kills if you're a good multi-striker, maybe three. But um, if you compare that to Wicket's power, which is um, evade for all your Ewoks, effectively meaning that um, you get to block off an opponent's entire turn, and um, then that that uh, that one um, that one free move and attack is nowhere near as powerful as making your opponent lose two, two attacks. So, I give the power over to Wicket, and so it really comes down to whether or not Wicket's power activates often. Um, the Jedi Knight has a better swing, the Jedi Knight is easier to use, but Wicket's power is just insane. And so, um, I don't know, I, I'd have to get my hands on eight more Wickets and six more Jedi Knights and play 
against myself. Or even better, I would have um, I would have to watch uh, Yoda Breaker take on Yoda Breaker with both teams or something like that, and just watch um, just see two expert strikers do it because I'm not good at striking. I can get two kills occasionally, nowhere near as good as some of the people on the uh, aforementioned a tactics tactics message board. But um, overall, in the Wicket versus Jedi Knight debate, I favor Wicket. I favor him because of his power. Um, he has the speed disadvantage. There's also um, some wickets come with only four speed. If you get one wicket with four speed, know that that is supposed to be an eight speed. That is a um, a mess up on the uh, tactics um, team upon the uh, production. It should be eight, and he um, any spot and um, I would house rule that if I got one up to eight for all of his speeds. He also has the same percentage of um of speed ups, which are nines, and uh, uh, for you it would be fives and threes. I would roll those up to nines and sevens, because if Wicket was four speed, he the Jedi Knight would win this one all out. But with the eight speed Wicket, uh, I I have to give it to Wicket. Um, he may be a little bit uh, he takes a little bit more learning how to strike with his club, but I give Wicket the um the thumbs up on the best team to absolutely destroy an opponent in in a um in a no rules 100 point game so when i'm done now that i'm done with that i will move on to the um the single figure review so right now sitting in front of me is Darth Vader from um from the uh Star Wars vs. Transformers Intergalactic Battle Pack. So, so, let's see, we'll start by breaking down the stats real quick. Um, 40 speed, for, sorry, not 40 speed, that'd be insane. Um, 40 points, leader, imperial, 12 speed, um, I don't know how many 13s and 11s he has, I think the standard is, uh, 2 plus 1s, which means 2 13s, and 1 minus 1, which means 11, but I don't know that for sure. He has a uh, large base, he is a striker figure, and um, his power is attack back, free movement attack for all of your empire figures. Um, I do not know his percentage exactly right now, because it is down on joeatactics.com, and um, the, uh, the Star Wars vs. Transformers percentages, but if I remember correctly, it's in the 30% range. So... Overall, let's see, uh, so now that I'm go done with that, I'm going to move on. Um, 40 point figure, that means he takes up half your team, you have to build your squad. If you're using a 40 point figure, you have to build your squad around that figure, otherwise that figure is worthless. That's why, um, Force Blasters, like Plo Koon, Plo Koon, uh, uh, Shock T, and, uh, other 40 point figures, such as them, fall to the wayside, because there are much better, you could get four Jedi Knights for that cost, you could get four Wicked's, you could get two, uh, Series 3 Greedos, you can get several figures for, for a 40-pointer, but, um, in my opinion, this Darth Vader, eh, I think he's worth it, um, the other 40-point Darth Vaders are much better with their recover power, I unfortunately do not own one, um, if someone would like to give me one for free, uh, yeah. So, um, 
40 point Darth Vader. He, um, the sculpt, the sculpt is good. It is very, very, very movie accurate. He's got his little hand up in a fist of rage. Um, the little buttons on his, uh, chest plate are all there, and I believe they're even the proper colors. Um, the cape flips up in order to allow easier striking. Um, he looks kind of stupid with the cape up. I prefer to keep him with the cape mostly down when I'm displaying, but during a battle, the cape should stay up so that you can, um, actually strike decently. Um, overall, the sculpt is very good. It's a very good display figure. The gold base adds to the, um, the look of this Darth Vader, and, um, it, if I were to display this figure, um, I think it would make a very good display. Uh, put him with the Imperials around him, maybe, uh, have him bearing down on a, uh, rebel's head, and I think you could make, like, a good diorama or something with him, just because of his look. Anyways, uh, that's about it for the sculpt. Oh, lightsaber is extra, extra long, uh, larger striking surface than the average, uh, lightsaber striker, and, uh, yeah, that just adds to his strike. Anyways, um, see, he's a leader. There is one figure I would recommend that adds to a leader's, um, bonus, and that is the ATST driver that came out in Series 4. He's a 10-point figure. He's 10-point Imperial, makes him even better. And, uh, free moving attack from one of your leaders. About dang time, we needed a cheap leader aid. Um, other than that, you can use the, uh, Series 1 starter set, Wookiee Commando, which, um, he has a great percentage. I believe this is the 60 percentage. 60 percentage, but he's a 30-point figure. He's a Republic. He does it. That right there's 70 points of your team. And, uh... I, d I don't, I won't use him with Darth Vader. Also, there's Bail Organa, who just sucks, don't use him. Same thing with Padme. Padme could, in theory, recruit Darth Vader from your backups, but her percentage is something tiny. Just a second, I'm looking it up. But I, she's a 30-point small missile shooter. I highly, highly, highly advise not doing that. Yeah, she has a 31% for 10 points more. You can get him in for certain. Bail Organa actually isn't, um, he's a 30-point small shooter missile, so I still wouldn't advise him, but he does have a 62% chance of activating. But still, I would much rather have the Wookiee Commando, who gives you the same percentage, I believe, let's see here. No, he has a better percentage for, uh, with a large missile shooter and a much better sculpt. And, um, so if you had to use a 30-point figure, if you just have to, I advise against it. I would rather use three ATSD drivers, but if you must, use the Wookiee Commando over Bail Organa and, uh, and Padme Amidala. Um, let's see, we're running on 20 minutes here. Uh, I get the feeling that I'm gonna go a little longer than I wanted to, but let's stop dilly-dallying. Um, let's see. He's an Imperial. Imperials are getting stronger as the as time goes on. In Series 3, uh, the Rebels came out on top with uh, good figures. They got um, Han and Luke in disguise. They got Series th They got the uh, new Princess Leia. While, well, uh, the Empire was left in the dust. They got Force Push Vader, who has a vengeance, but doesn't have a good enough percentage to make it worth counting on 46 percent uh they got they just didn't get much they 
yeah, I'm looking through the the list right now, and the Imperials were more or less non-existent before Series Four. In Series Two, they got a couple. They got a they got one. They got a good figure in um with the uh, oh, the uh, the red clone trooper who has rally trooper that is actually a good figure that popped up besides that before series 4 empire was weak with series 4 though they got people like the ATSD driver they got the royal guard who has a decently cheap 20 point striker into their uh, into their mix they got the um, they got the new Darth Vader with the uh, 16, the 16 out of 26, the 62% Darth Vader who can recover if you have any figure. That's just a sick figure. The guy who invented that, who made that, was twisted. Um, they got Grand Moff Tarkin, the large missile, large base, 20 point vengeance figure. All around, uh, they got some decent figures that added to their uh, their strength in this last set. So um, Empire is making a comeback. Uh, Rebels are still better in my opinion, but the Empire is starting to uh, catch up. So that's my opinion on the Imperial figures. Oh, and they got this figure, who absolutely ranks high on that. 12 speed, highest speed out there next to the other 14 speed Darth Vaders. You can get where you're going fast. Uh, very very good and now to um, his strike is very strong it um I had to WD-40 mine I had to spray a little um, lubricant in there and uh, loosen it up loosen him up a bit but now that he is I've gotten a couple multi kills from him so that's a big thumbs up He's, um, his defense, he, he can get knocked over relatively e easy. A good large missile shot to the chest has knocked mine over several times from probably halfway across the field. However, on occasion, he will stand up to things like small missile shots to the head. So his defense is kind of random. He can go down early. He can somehow start reflecting like in uh, Empire Strikes Back and just start bouncing lasers all over the place by blocking them with his hand. So that, that is, um, his defense is okay. And now to his power, which is the best part of this figure. It's attack back for all your Imperial figures. Um, that is just twisted. It, it can allow for, in theory, a six times attack back. If you're playing a hundred point team, if you're playing a larger team, like 150 to 200, and you're you're running a bunch of 10 and 20 point Imperials, you could pull off, you know, 100, 11 attack backs, and 100 points, it's not nearly as bad, but can you just imagine this guy going down white in a 200 point team with a bunch of, uh, like, red clone troopers, or biker scouts, um, as, as the rest of his team, it's, um, that's just that's just sad. It's 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 not right that it can be that strong in a large point game. However, in a uh, in a smaller point game such as a hundred points, it's not nearly as bad. This is also offset by his thirty percent um, possibility of of activating. So overall, um, 
I would throw him into an Imperial team, base the team around him, use lots of smaller... Okay, this is 400 point teams, I just figured, I forgot to mention this before. All teams, uh, figure reviews and team reviews are based on 100 point teams unless stated otherwise. Um, but throw him into a 100 point team, put in a, at least three 10 point, at least three other Imperials, um... Preferably make the entire team Imperial. Um, yeah, he is a very good figure. And um, I give him a 4 out of 5. He's above average. He's not the best out there. There are figures that are much better than him. But there aren't many. So, yeah, a 4 out of 5. He is a strong figure, and I recommend picking him up. Next, we will move on to the Imperial March. If I had could, I would be playing uh, the Imperial March music, but due to A, fear of lawsuits, and B, um, not having the Imperial March on hand, uh, we'll go with this. Okay, okay, I'm done. Anyways, um, this is my first team review. This is the Imperial March team, which, if you couldn't figure it out, is made up of several Imperials. The core of this team is the gold-based Darth Vader I just got done reviewing. His main backup, the secondary leader, is Grand Moth Tarkin, a, uh, an amazing figure from uh, Series 4 as well. And then, uh, to fill out the remaining uh, 40 points, I have the... Uh, Series 4 Muddy Booted Spiker Scout. I have the Series 2 uh, Scout Trooper. I have a single Series 3 Storm Trooper. And I have a, uh, a Clone Trooper. Um, basic idea of this team is to bring Darth Vader in, pack some wall up, have him fall, have him fall white, and just blast the other team into oblivion. Um... Grand Moff Tarkin is there because he is an amazing figure with the uh, red, the large red missile, 20 speed, large base, and 6 speed. Um, he's, one, he's, again, a secondary character who is far overpowered, in my, in my opinion. Um, not as bad as Greedo or Wicked, but I, I don't like it. I am not a fan of, like I said, of this overpowering, but I'll get to that in a later podcast. But, um, he has a Vengeance of Leader, which means if you are fighting a uh, Han and Lucas Stormtrooper team, he falls down, you, uh, immediately get rid of Leia, and they lose their leader, and they lose their two free attacks, as well as a very good figure, if they're using Series 3 Leia. And then, the rest are just fill-ins, the Scout Trooper is the only one I'm considering taking out, seriously considering taking out for another Stormtrooper because Scout Trooper can only give free moves and attacks for the other three, uh, the Stormtrooper, Biker, Scout, and Clone Trooper, whereas a Stormtrooper could give attacks to the three plus Tarkin and Darth Vader. I will probably make that change as soon as this, uh, this is done, as soon as I'm done recording. Biker, Scout, and Scout Trooper. The main reason I have the Scout Trooper is they have quite a wall up to their gun for uh for 10 point figures and uh 
see he's a standard stormtrooper. You have to have a stormtrooper in a team. It doesn't matter if they knock over easy. If you have if you have an imperial team, an imperial squad, you should have a stormtrooper. Um. Finally, the clone trooper, the red clone trooper series two, is there in order to hopefully revive the biker scouter stormtrooper. That's another one that I'm slightly iffy on thinking about trading it out for a stormtrooper. But I don't know. I kind of like him. Um, he has a little bit of a low percentage, though. Overall, what the main strategy for this team is for, is that uh, you group them first turn as long as your opponent isn't using all strikers. Uh, you never group if your opponent's using strikers. But if they are not using many strikers, um, which they should be if they are smart, they should be using lots of strikers. But since if they aren't, I would recommend um, pushing forward in a formation, Grand Moff Tarkin in the very, very front, and then a uh, square of uh, of troopers behind him, four troopers, or um, you could put him up like a little, like the little five on a uh, on a dice with the two troopers right in front of him and uh, two troopers behind him in order to protect Tarkin because he is a great figure. Darth Vader is a. Uh, should advance on his own because it doesn't matter really if he lives or dies to dies to the end. You just want his power to activate. It's much better if he makes it to the opponent and gets at least one kill in, especially considering he's 40 points. Um, alternatively, you could throw him in with the squad, but I would only do that if you're facing a shooter-heavy team in order to bolster the uh, formation's ranks and protect Vader so he can get in close. But, um, preferably I would rush with Vader, I would whack over any other fast movers that are already in the middle of the board. And so, I like this team. It doesn't win very often because, uh, my Darth Vader doesn't activate very often. But when it does activate, generally the opponent loses. And, uh, my brother does not like this team because that's the only person who has ever I've ever played with this team and had the power activate on. So overall, um, this team's okay. It's fun to use. It's fun to say it could decimate an enemy, but generally it won't. And um, that's about it for this podcast, except I promised a random factoid. So, today on the Get to Know Grievous section, I will give you three three, count them, factoids about myself. First off, my favorite board game is um, Star Wars Epic Duels. It came out in, uh, when Episode 2 came out. It is very fun. It's customizable. If you're, if you're into that sort of thing with house rules, etc., um, it would rock if they released a new edition of it with, uh, like, series, ser- uh, not series 3, I'm still thinking Star, uh, a tactics here, with Episode three people with like Grievous but till then I will have to uh that and just play with uh episode two one four five six people um another random factoid is I use a Logitech uh microphone of some kind actually my brother got it when we were at Walmart last in order to do his podcast I've sort of uh commandeered it I don't know what exact type of microphone it is. It's supposed to be noise canceling. I don't know how well that works. Yeah, and then lastly, there is a 
sock on my computer desk for some reason. I don't know why there's a sock. It's one of those little footy socks where it doesn't pull up all the way. Um, it's, it's, it's dirty. It's a dirty sock. Um, it's got a thread in it. A black thread or purple. That's, that's just weird. Um, uh, anyways, there is your random get-to-know Grievous segment. So with that, again, I ask you to check out attacticstactics.com and, um, attacticsproboards22.com both ran by Joe Manzo both very good web pages both amazing for a tactics fans and um, that's it so coming to you from um, the bottom of this dark little Unipaz sinkhole this is Grievous signing off